Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Here we back are again. Episode 103. What's this? T- is this ain't TM103, not to be confused with TM103. What's up, Suave? What's that, man? Uh, man, uh, out here trying to avoid this winter wonderland that we've been so uh, magnanimous- magnanimously blessed with over uh, last night's lying down and this morning's early horizon as most people have called this uh this current season 2020.5 in true 2020.5 fashion the dallas fort worth metroplex is looking for or is looking at uh roughly what a record low temperature that's coming up monday today is uh, thursday february 11th yeah my lord yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. 2021 or 2020.5, depending on your perspective. Amen. And there's, we're having a record low on Monday that is actually absolutely no temperature. Mm. So, yeah, record low during a record low for society. So, <laughs> you guys want a couple of grape sodas? <laughs> I mean, what 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 more can we do, man? So what's happening though? I, I say that to say that the weather outside is disrespectful. Uh, uh I mean, hey, it, it's an it's another it's another COVID free week. Yes, uh, applause for the so, COVID free. Yeah, congratulations to all of us who have done that for the and to those of you who are, were not successful. Uh, may you get well as soon as possible with very little complications. Bounce back like um like a juvenile record. Yeah, I'm about to bounce back, bounce the bounce back. Yeah, and, all of that there. And fuck your feelings. Get your wow. Uh, Wait a minute. Get in. Get in the scholarship fund. Really? There you go. Get your get your vaccines. Man, I uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I uh, okay. I, that's that's about all I can say about it. Just I, do do what you, you do what you feel is best for you. Yeah, I, I, if I, you I, feel so led. Yeah, do what you feel is best for you. I think that's best for, for yeah. me. For me and my personal situation, that that's what's best. But yeah, do what you, f your feelings. Do do what you feel is best. If you don't feel like doing it, great. That's, that's best for you. If you feel like doing it, great. That's best for you. Don't right, don't right. don't make don't make your agenda everybody else's. You ain't that woke. what. What I- what did we learn last week? Manager expectations. <laughs> so, so this week, this week's lesson for 2021 or 2020.5 or 2022.0, whichever one you choose, <laughs> make the decisions that are best for you. Totally let agree. Your, let your playbook be the playbook for your team. Play on, player. Play on, player. Shouts out to Teddy Long. We um, we 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 not that, that we because this year you you kicked off the uh, the nonsense on the uh, Broken Pencil Booking Company uh, or Broken Pencil BC social media. Uh, oh, that's at Broken Pencil BC on what? 
Everything. 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 Um, Wait, what, what nonsense did I kick off? What well, I do? Well, actually, it's not even nonsense. It's more history, more but specifically black history. We we started to take tasks to the women of professional wrestling this year, more so than yes. the men. And not to say that the men are going to be left out, but we have paid tribute and homage to a boatload of women so far this, this year. So if you want to follow our black history tribute, we we are available on all social media platforms at Broken Pistol BC on everything. Yep. Show at BrokenPencilBC.com, BrokenPencilBC at gmail.com. Let's hit you with the hashtags real quick. Real quick, um, Broken Pencil Logic, you can't write this. Mark my words with the shit and fuck the casual fan. Those are your hashtags, folks. We retired one, so if you keep keeping score at home, yes, yeah, that's only five. We're there. That's where we're at right now. Now we're gonna get back up to six and probably up to seven. But uh yeah, we just we out here we're being intentional about our inclusion. WYBA you know? would be a good one. I'm sorry, let me yeah. <laughs> PAFN. Those are more those are more so like those are the slang terms. I don't think we would use those for the brand because at some point when we sit down to talk about the money, we'd have to explain that. <laughs> no, and we'd have to get really creative. Oh, you, you th- it doesn't mean that. It never meant that. What it means is Pay all finances now. Are you are you sick? Are you, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's all people we mean by that. People actually feel nostalgic. <laughs> Where you be at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. <laughs> Straight up. Oh, uh, are we, are we young but active. <laughs> uh, speaking, ah. of, speaking of where you be at, young but active. Shout us out to the petty messiah who's out here slipping and sliding in these uh, in these COVID filled streets. Be safe out there, young brother. Appreciate you, man. Great grace and traveling traveling uh, playerism to you all through the airwaves and whatnots. So we we have one really major major story this week. <laughs> <laughs> Dewey, what is that? Oh, my hole. <laughs> First of all, we're not going to refer to that as a major story at all. <laughs> that's that's oh, a blooper reel. That's, that's a blooper reel and probably a, a, a fine behind closed doors. I, I don't know about that because it's actually gaining traction. What we're referring to is on Monday Night Raw this past week. Nia Jax was taking on uh, Lana and... She I went, cannot believe we starting the show with this. <laughs> we we gotta get it out the way. We got to. Is, is this is this how far we fallen? D- I'm telling Good you, this, this is bad. This is this is a bad week. <laughs> Lana, Lana uh, I knew we should have done a tournament. <laughs> coming soon. Lana avoids uh, tra- tragedy in the way of an avalanche uh, avalanche leg drop on the apron. Tragedy. So. so Nia lands bum first on the hardest part of the ring. Splits the uprights, literally. <laughs> Gets on the floor, walks over. And mind you, this is a tables match. Walks along the outside of the ring and says, oh, while grabbing her butt cheeks, my hole. And it, they got, it, went, it went viral really quick. Even Tushy offered her a, uh, a, a Tushy product, a bidet. Uh- Yes, which uh, per the new superstar agreement, Vince McMahon reserves rights to use the bidet sixty five percent of the month with a uh, right of first refusal. <laughs> I don't even know how I feel about that sixty five percent, but you're absolutely right. Regardless, price price, price just went up. <laughs> Look, if you're gonna get on Twitch, we're getting to cut any product endorsement. So if they send you a bidet, that's our bidet. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's and I'll use it every bidet I feel like. <laughs> I see what you did there, Swab. I mean, the play, the play on words is serious. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go with this, man. Like a three-hour wrestling Perfect. broadcast that has been on the air for almost thirty years, over twelve hundred. Is it twelve hundred or eleven hundred episodes? Nah, I don't count anymore. I know it's got to be more over twelve hundred. It might be close to fifteen hundred. No, we'll we'll just say over twelve. It's only fifty two in a year, so we'll say twelve over twelve hundred just for the sake of conversation. Over twelve hundred episodes. This is the best thing we have to talk about in three hours. We still haven't seen the fiend. I won't even say it's the best thing. It's just the most. It's not even the most interesting. It's just it's the thing. It's the thing to talk about from the show. That's it. That's like, it. That's, that's it. it. It's just the thing. But um, okay. I out. Full disclosure. I don't even think I was looking at the screen when it happened. I might have been in my phone. I might have been doing something else. Might have been on a bathroom break. Whatever the case may be, I don't necessarily remember this happening in real time. When you saw this, did you feel like this was a scripted outburst, or was this like real, real? Because if it's real, real. So, so here, here, here is here here's a scenario. Nia Jax has been catching a lot of flack lately for being the most dangerous person on any roster, male or female. And the person that she has been most reckless with over the last year has been, well, with the exception of uh, who's that that just went back to Japan? Uh, Kyrie Sane. Uh, with the exception of Kyrie Sane, God bless her. Um, Lana and Lana has gone through a table probably what nine straight weeks in a row on Monday Night Raw and culminated this feud as now she's part of a tag team with Naomi how that happened I don't know and now she's a fan favorite how that happened I don't know they were shooting dice (laughs) virtually or physically Physically, they were shooting dice and shooting dice in the hallways of the performance center, and just you know, hey, like you know, T. <laughs> T- Lee, be my partner. <laughs> That's it. I'm gonna roll this seven, and you gonna, gonna gonna win the tag team championship. If I if I hit my point, I'm Lana's tag partner. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, it, it turns out to be a tables match. When like she, we couldn't put her in the hurt business. Like I had to say that part though. Like wow, for real, there's so so. I mean, we could do a top five on, on where she can land. Hell, she should be in the angle with Roman Reigns right now. But that's another story too. Um, when she lands on her bum and, and gets and goes outside the ring and, and grabs her butt cheeks, the first thing I'm doing is I'm hitting the DVR button to rewind it to show my wife how reckless this drop was because she landed pretty damn hard. And so, has as she I, ever done that before? She's yeah, she's done it a few times. She's just never missed. <laughs> and if she has missed, she never missed that that missed that badly. Okay. So I'm, I'm as as, as as my wife is cringing, looking at you know all of this woman hit this ring apron like that, we're not paying attention to the fact that she's screaming, "Oh my hole!" So those who, Ow, my hole. So those who are watching it in real time had nothing else going on around them they had no distractions for them to notice that she said oh my hole well i mean i don't know where it came from i can't i can't say it's scripted i can't say it was organic i just your hole first of all as a woman down there there are two 
Right, that that could go right next to each other. If it's scripted, which I mean, it, it, there's no reason for me to think that it is. Or I don't have a, a I guess a, a a preference one way or the other. But if it's scripted, one, it's obscure as hell. Two, it's hilarious. Three, we need to find whoever did wrote that and get them to write something else. <laughs> That's the big we we've offered we've offered multiple times for people in in their writing capacity and we use that term very loosely to write other things. Apparently those efforts are going unnoticed. So no matter what we say, it's not gonna matter. They right. burn down the building. You can't you can't move brand new furniture into a building full with roaches because the new furniture is going to get roaches in them. <laughs> take the ro- to take the roaches out, you must get rid of the building. Even if you build it on the same foundation, you have to first destroy the damn building. Get those writers out the building. Start with the start with people who actually know what the hell they're doing and give people a chance like give give people a chance to prove themselves they should be a breeding ground for people to be able to prove their writing prowess besides coming from soap operas because obviously they don't know what the hell they're doing as evidence yeah, yeah. by yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Freddie Prince but, but Jr. All, but, yeah yeah but fuck all that because the, these people <laughs> like there's no saving what's there you we're not even gonna get into that my whole purpose of asking about whether it's scripted or not was my first point about it being scripted and what that could mean then there's the point of it's not scripted and this was all off the cuff which i'll i'll uh, I'll compare this to another episode that we saw dynamite on wednesday or another instance on the this week's episode of dynamite if that's what happened in real time and that was her real life reaction you have got to stop scripting these people so much because apparently their improv game is next level and what was the conversation after she came back through the curtain because <laughs> if all of america heard it and all everybody that, that watches raw heard it was able to turn it into a meme and it's become what it's become what was the conversation like when she walked back through the curtain? There was a generational gap happening back there. So you had those who are millennials and Gen Zers back there dying laughing, I'm sure, while the Gen Xers and the boomers who are in the back were probably cringing in disbelief. However, no, but but here's the thing: like Vince is is famous for liking toilet humor. That I was I was going to say Vince is famous for liking toilet words right out of my mouth. He's uh he's famous for liking uh, toilet humor or infamous for liking toilet humor. Number one, two, it's been made public that the powers that be at these networks aren't happy and they want edgier stuff. Is that is is that the edge they're looking for? Because it it has to. Get- I, I I hope not. No, I hope. There's I no way. Not. There's there's no way. The fact the fact that we just spent 15 minutes talking about this shit. <laughs> like it's it's funny. We got a chance to get a couple jokes off, but in in the whole reality of things, if if the network told you we wanted edgier, you know, we wanted we want programming that's more reminiscent of when we were doing like five, six, sevens, and eights in the late nineties, and you come up with that as your solution on a air quotes PG product is to have basically if you've seen the movie idiocracy ow my balls you have that <laughs> reenacted 
in a women's match like that. But you usually like, usually the term balls the fuck. usually the term balls on WWE programming goes to discount the testicular fortitude of another male. This is true. What I'm saying, but what I'm saying in that instance is the fact that it's that type of moment. Like out my balls in idiocracy is basically funniest home videos for people hurting themselves. Essentially what we do on Instagram all day. You scroll up and down, you watch people do stupid stuff to themselves, usually resulting in some form of injury. So she brought that to Monday Night Raw. If that is the scripted execution of being air quotes edgier, throw it all away. Man, quickly. If some if someone happened to sneak that in, like, okay, this will be funny. Try this. I'm with it. We can do a little bit more of it and gradually increase. If she did that on her own, it's time to take the scripting away from a lot of people because her improv game is stupid. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's stupid as in a... Uh, not, not bad meaning bad, but bad, bad meaning good. good. <laughs> like, for real, her improv game is on whose line is it anyway. She's Drew Carey with this. <laughs> Shouts out to uh, Wayne Brady and his big <laughs> Man. Um... So that so you you made a point about getting back to the six sevens and eights. Do we can't? Is it possible that we could ever see that without being a, an actual live sporting event, a la Super Bowl? Because like even the Super Bowl has been broadcast over the internet. So over the top is the wave of the future, as evidenced by all of these these networks that are going over the top. Like Discovery has a Discovery Plus now. Paramount has Paramount Plus now. You have Peacock, which is picking up WWE streaming. Like. What, which is NBC Universal? What um, what do you think is 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 it possible we can even get back to a live six, seven, or eight range in ratings, or or, or is that era dead? Um, I'm not so sure. I think uh certain staple events, uh like the Super Bowl that's broadcast on on national television, um certain shows and sitcoms but not even so much sitcoms but the live sporting events you'll still be able to draw those type of numbers but for everything else like how music changed from the album sale to the stream i think we're gonna go more in that direction with with other media consumption so like it won't be it won't be how many pay-per-views were purchased or how many you know what the rating is it'll be how many times wrestlemania was streamed do you think that they that they should I mean because everything is algorithmic and any if you can if you can generate data you can calculate data right do you think that there should be a way to tally up those streams for first run say lot or or live run scenarios to calculate that into the the live rating for actual broadcast television because truth be told I think it's only a matter of weeks months at most before we start seeing stable programs like Monday Night Raw and or NXT back on NXT back on the network and or or on a new night i.e. Thursdays or WWE Monday Night Raw going to P- to, uh, to Peacock only because there was talks I mean, about it last year on the network but here's the thing because because Peacock is an NBC property and so is USA um you don't have anything to replace Monday Night Raw in that particular situation. So even with the numbers that they're doing now, which is a far cry from 
everything they've done in the past. You don't have any programming to, to supplement what you would lose from taking it off live television. Now, what you may get is you'll get a, a faster streamable version of Monday Night Raw, whereas like on the network, you wouldn't episodes are like a month behind. Man, because like You'll SmackDown, like, I, I'm expecting to see SmackDown at least a week behind, and we're getting it at minimum a month behind. You know what I'm saying, like it's, I mean, they're it's February now. They might just be starting January as far as uploads to the network. I think that'll change as the uh, the shift of Peacock happens because everything's under one umbrella. You you'll basically you'll see you'll see Raw pop up on Peacock the way you you would see it pop up on Hulu, which would be like next day. You know what I'm saying? So um, that I don't expect them to leave television. Uh, to answer your other question, there I'm certain there is a way. If there is not a firm who is set up to do that, they, there probably will be one after this podcast publishes. <laughs> and and if not, we need to found that firm. Hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's a it's a quantifiable. It's a there's you can put the math in place to figure this out. It's not it's not that difficult um, because I'm sure they track even with the network as it is exists now before moving to Peacock. They were able to track what you had been watching, how many times you have watched it, even though they don't say how many times you watched it. Right. Um, they they uh, they give you place bookmarks or placeholders for things you have watched but not finished. Uh, so I'm absolutely certain on the back end you can count all of that. I mean, I've seen like, for instance, my time at SiriusXM, three plus years, never got any raw numbers. But only thing I, I could use for uh, for ad purposes is, you know, or for leverage purposes, is to say that the market penetration is up to thirty million people. So at any given time, you can have one of thirty million people tuned in, or 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 thirty million of thirty million people tuned in to whatever anybody, not just myself, but what anybody was doing. But and see, that's, no, the, that's but, the other part. Like with WWE getting getting those type of numbers and knowing what streams are, they're never going to give you all of the numbers. They're just going to give you one big impressive number. Which that that that's that's a problem with an entire generation because like you can have eight eighteen thousand followers if you only have an engagement ratio of like two percent. Right. That's not to say that's not successful, but you're far less successful than someone that has a million followers that has a two, an engagement rate of two percent. Or you might let's see. Hold on. Let me let me go ahead and pull up the calendar so I can be totally accurate. You said eighteen thousand followers. Uh-huh. Uh, I can do the math for you. Two percent of that yeah. is going to be three hundred and sixty people. So that's what I'm saying. So you you could be or you could have five thousand followers and have ten percent engagement and be better than that other person. Five hundred. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like that was my that's my whole point. Like people get caught up in the followers. It's the whole 80-20 thing. 80% follows 20% and 20% follows 80%. Yeah. It's it's that whole thing because people get caught up in the hype or the numbers or the streams, not realizing anything on the internet that is not a tangible piece of material can be bought and manipulated. So the whole Jay-Z quote about numbers don't lie. Yeah, the numbers do. don't. The numbers don't lie, but the receipts do. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to flip it the other way around, the receipts, the receipts lie, but the numbers don't. Oh, man, however you want to get to it, but yeah, this that's what I don't know if I've ever said this on the show or not, but it's like this is the sensationalization generation. Like, for instance, you and I went to go see DFW Pro Wrestling VIP 
or Dallas Pro Wrestling, VIP Wrestling, two weeks ago. We were standing next to the promoter, Lou Gotti. We had a so we had a conversation uh, before, uh, during the during the show and after the show with him briefly. Um, JTG walked uh, walked to us uh, post match, got daps. You got plenty of pictures, uh, action yeah, shots. I got, I got, I got, some, stuff. I got but, some stuff. But let's keep it a buck. The man was busy. Did we have a conversation with him? No. Did nope, he acknowledge not. us? Definitely. However. The the sensationalization generation says that we went there and kicked it with him. That ain't what happened. <laughs> <laughs> we refer to at my in my house in my family we refer to that as air quotes putting the two on the ten. <laughs> Man, you know what I'm saying? That's that's just how we refer to it. It's like it's. The whole thing of like the the term cap has resurfaced. It starts from the the term high capping, which is like yeah early nineties Dallas terminology. It went to Atlanta, sipped some lean, stripped off a little bit of weight, and now it's cap. <laughs> Dog said that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it, it, this is this is really the cap generation. That since they, sin, sin, say, sin, little sherry. <laughs> <laughs> coming for you, but uh, the cap generation, and this is what people do like they take pictures with their favorite celebrities and say, Me and me and Big Dog working on something. Like, no, you're not. The big, you the stand big in line for half an hour for this picture, the big homie, <laughs> the yeah, big me, homie. me and the big homie cooking up something. Like, no, you paid for a meet and greet and stood in line for an extra 30 45 minutes to snap that picture so you could make that caption. You, you, you met didn't. and shook hands with Mr. Thomas. <laughs> That's what That's you it. did. That's it. You like you and and now on top of that, once you took the picture, you actually didn't try to conduct any extra business. You didn't ask about uh, interview or hand off any materials or like you didn't you didn't come prepared. You want the clout, man. And, and clout clout chasing has become a career move, and that's not something that we're after. Number one. Um, it, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's crazy. Clout. You know, it's crazy. Clout those chase. those who have clout. Are chasing clout. That's what's crazy. Clout chasers, clout chasers, and storm chasers are about the same, and, and both of you can get swept away quickly. Like there, there are there are a listers that we could get on a moment's notice with no with no fee, and there are b listers, c listers, b listers, z listers. Don't do this. Don't do this. Double A R and Anderson. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do this. Don't, don't. You be get, that you guy. get where I'm going. I do. Like I do. <sighs> and then that's the other thing. We don't. We don't always leverage our relationships. It's like, hey, we're doing, we're doing this from a from an organic perspective because that's what farm to table the test of time. Farm to table, organic. Like that's not just some catchy stuff we say during the intro. We're really doing it that way for a specific reason. It has always been that way since its inception back in 2018, even up to this point right now. Factual. So the whole thing with that is that you have people that they want to leverage whatever relationship they have, even though they're not prepared to deal with the aftermath. There are some plays that we can call, but are we ready for the snowball that happens afterwards. <laughs> I mean, okay, are are we ready? Yes. We're we're ready. Yes. Yeah, we're we're more than ready. But are theoretically it, we're ready. We don't have a staff though, but yeah, theoretically we're ready. We're mentally we're ready. Yeah, we we could 
we can again organic if it if it gets to the point where we need to make a move moves can be made effectively and properly the way to where it looks like the move wasn't sloppy like it doesn't look like like it doesn't look like like the uh the, the leverage was uh was being moved to the opposite side of the pendulum that would be ad, uh, adverse for us as opposed to advantageous for us right why would you go buy a million followers and you're not gonna post content every day i mean <laughs> like i mean also on some real the real conversation because a million followers is an attainable goal it can be bought you can buy a million followers over the course of a year with some of these different setups and you, you can buy an account overnight that has a million active engagements Boosie's selling an account right now for three bands and it's got maybe three quarters of a million followers. I mean, <laughs> like if I just wanted to buy Boosie's account, but I, I prefer all my namesakes. But if I wanted to buy Boosie's account and just start operating with it, just clean, you know, clear out the history and start from scratch. Here's the thing, though. If you're not willing to engage on the same level that Boosie's been doing this entire time via his IG, you're going to lose those followers over time. There, I mean, there was Cause there you- Boosie, um, Khaled, Plies, uh, even even T.I. back a couple years ago. There are people that do this at such a high level that you even if you bought theirs, they're proof positive that I'm taking your money and you can't do it like me. And the return on your investment will be shit because you're not me. Right, you're you're buying commercial access, but if you're not going to give them the same quality of content at the same pace, that's it's not it's not going to pan out the same way. So if you go buy a million fake followers and have them on your Instagram account, and now all of a sudden you look like big money, but you're not willing to post three, four, five, six times a day, every day without stops, to show the reason that you have this many followers, time will figure you out. Yeah, the, the 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 cream rises to the top, and the weak will fall by the wayside. That's simply it, it doesn't get any any more level down than that. Um, we can we can go all day talking. That's that kind of crap. Yeah, that's that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> because this, 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 yeah, this just turned this just turned down the highway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we took a quick hip hop, you know, off ramp exit, but we can we can get right back on because these two things, you know, is synergy. Yeah, wrestling it, and rap are all the same. That, that this is the all scripted. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. They all scripted. Baby. Yo, we speaking outside. of speaking of wrestling and rap being all scripted, listen, we so, outside. Duh, <laughs> uh, Pluto TV. We've uh, talked about it. Uh, we've talked about it at nauseum as far as like in, in the past. And there's a pro wrestling channel that's on there that has they show some classics. They've been showing like I saw uh, an episode of a show the other day, other night that was hosted by Mean Gene Okerlund. Like it's a, it's a it's a throwback show. It's like a syndicated show for people who couldn't see regional territory back in the day. So Gene Okerlund is the host. Rest in peace. And one episode showed uh, Southwest Championship Wrestling, which uh, had a match that featured uh, gorgeous Gino Hernandez and Tully Blanchard as the tag team champions, going up south against side, south side, south side, going up against Ken Lucas and Ricky Morton, pre Rock and Roll Express Ricky Morton, shorts, not even long tights. So, so that was interesting. There's a lot of women's wrestler pre- predecessors for uh, Glow. And when women of wrestling were on there, uh, I saw a match that had uh, Awesome Kong going up against um, Deanna Parazzo, where Deanna Parazzo actually made Awesome Kong tap out. Um, but all that to say this: 
Have you ever heard of Urban Wrestling Federation? Wait, say this one more time. You're cutting out. Have you ever heard of Urban Wrestling Federation? For some reason, I feel like I have. So this is they their tagline is wrestling just got real. That's that's Pe- not bad. People <laughs> people such as Big Block, Forty Glock, um, there was two two other notables that were involved with this. Uncle Murder is involved with this, and somebody else. But the intro for the show had cats leaving an arena, going out to an alleyway with a forty-five and pap and papping bullets in the back alley. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Is this the one that Master P bought? I don't. That's and see, I wanted to wait till we started the show to find this out. I'm going to check this out. Let's see here, Urban. I'm going to I wanted to Google it specifically for the show because this I, I saw this like I I cringed. I don't want to see guys acting hip hop for the sake of, and, and using guns for the sake of claiming hip hop, but it definitely is based out of New York. Um, let's see here. Actually, I can I can Google this a better way. What do promotion? Work your Google's. What promotion did Master P buy? Because I feel like this is it, it House, like of Glory. House, House of House Glory. House of Glory. Yeah, it was. Right. Hulk. Yeah. Long wrestling. Yeah. But this looks like something that he would have his hands in, though. And not for nothing, this looks like something that JTG and rest in peace Shad Gaspar would have been in for a hot second. It's it's a cluster. But the deal is like every faction, like there's a like there's a I don't know if it's a manager and or a promoter. They, they, these, the managers are more like promoters. Like so like Big Black, 40 Glock, uh, or, uh Uncle Murder, they're more like uh promoters more so than they are managers. So their clicks go up against other clicks, and like they make wagers. Like they, they like the, the prize money is based on you know who wants to go up against who and who gonna who gonna take the cake. Who which which click is the best click? And they have like the rawest matches. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna. <laughs> part of me says I'm hearing the concept, and it all makes sense to me. So I feel like in a lucha underground style presentation. I would watch this because this would be hilarious. Think okay, okay. Hold, wait, hold, wait, hold on. Before you finish, think Lucha Underground meets Magic City. Go. Right. The <laughs> other part of that is like okay, the stereotypes are just so far and away out of control, man. That I don't know if I can stomach it. Like <laughs> Port, Port, Puerto Rico, Puerto Ricans with Puerto Rican flag uh, 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 apparel. Uh, uh, black black dudes with cornrows and gold chains with diamonds. Whole, the production uh, the production value's got to be sky high. That's number one. No, nah, you got to be eight. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> while you would like, while you would hope that it would be, it's par at best. I'm just saying, in in my mind, if I'm bringing this to light, because obviously, if we're watching it on Pluto. Uh, no disrespect to Pluto, uh, we have not made it to uh, worldwide syndication yet. We're not a, a a globally known entity at this point. Fair to say? Uh, yeah, they're 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 making strides. The bio by Viacom it was huge, but you're absolutely right. There's way too much content on Pluto for people to, for this to be a household name. Or, or put it like this. There's way more room to improve than there is to fall off. 
you know, it, it's a lot easier to walk back down the ladder to the ground than it is to climb all the way up to the top. So with us knowing that, I'm saying if there were some dollars thrown into this, a production budget, you could probably pull off and Lucha Underground would absolutely be the template, the blueprint to pull this off the way that they do the cinematic, um, you know, the locker vignettes, room stuff. The, yeah. And then you just come out in front of, well, not a crowd anymore, but you would come out and perform and then everything else in the back is completely cinematic, scripted, like a little bit more like that. Cool. I'm with it. Thing is, it's got to look a certain way because the stereotypes are going to get rough. And that means you need to have a little bit more diversity on this roster than you would maybe for anywhere else. So, is it do is is having a home for all things independent wrestling a a win for the industry regardless of the content or should they try to focus on improving the content in in 2021 with (laughs) with things the way they are and people with the the appetite for content the way they have it you don't have to do anything we just learned this from Okay, the Peacock acquisition with the WWE Network is proof of it. The content doesn't have to be air quotes good. The content just has to be there. As long as you have content on a consistent basis, somebody, you will find a way to to survive. We as wrestling enthusiasts, as crate diggers of the professional wrestling genre, would prefer that the content be of high quality. Guys, I mean... As much as I can appreciate the throwback stuff and even the fact that I can find some new stuff on here, like it gets old really quick. Like, for instance, there's a show on there called uh, Uncharted Territory Beyond Wrestling. Joey Janela has been on three episodes. And I've only seen maybe a handful <laughs> of them. I'm cool on that. I'm so cool I mean, on that. Joey might be the most famous indie name they have access to content on. If, the, if you're not creating your own content and you're just literally having to accept whatever comes in from whatever uh, source, you're just basically taking tapes from whoever will send them in. I mean, you gotta you gotta go with your move. If and your post, if, if you play well in the post, you can't be out here trying to shoot threes. You gotta get you down better, in you the better, paint. You better, you better back that ass up and dunk. <laughs> Pause. But for, re- but for real though, if, if you're a content curator and everything you're being sent from these people is like, okay, this is garbage, this is garbage. Well, at least I have somebody who's on national television on these episodes. I'm gonna lead with these because if nothing else, I'm gonna catch somebody who knows who Joey Janela is, and they're gonna see him, and that is gonna that's gonna be the the um, the fuse that that lights, you know, whatever. They they'll come back because they've seen somebody they know. Until I get somebody else that they know, right? Because the the flip side is this: if Pluto was a name that weighed, or or even that sp- this particular channel on Pluto was a name that paid like it weighed. Um, Joey Janela would have won the, a- the uh, AEW TNT Championship last night. <sighs> yeah. Thank goodness he didn't. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I didn't see the whole match with Darby Allen, but it felt like Joey was kind of felt like it, I felt like Joey had improved a little bit. He he looks a little bit more fluid. Um, that that was actually a good match. It was a great TV title match. Uh, I would dare say that because TV title matches need to have a good work rate. 
And I think that match last night between uh, Darby Allen and Joy Janela was a great work rate match for a TV title. I can, I will not make any bones about it. Uh, and since we've been, we've been doing a whole lot of rap wrestling comparisons, um, the one thing that I have come to understand, especially with a lot of uh, rappers who are in the the age demographic slightly undermined, where people feel like you get a lot of mumble rap or a lot of nonsense. And same thing for the the current state of wrestling where you just see a lot of flip-flop and flies, not a lot of psychology involved. The more you do something, usually the better you get. Talk about it in space. (laughs) The more you do something, the better you get. Repetition is key. Practice makes perfect. All that. You know what I'm saying? So like, okay, perfect example. Uh, Lil Baby. He has he's got to be the most improved rap artist of that of that age demographic. He has to be the most improved because he has come full circle from what people were saying when he first released. He was and he, I, to me he was never bad. He was just a one trick pony. I never thought he was bad, but I understood the criticism because everybody doesn't know how to decode that language. I worked in an environment where I knew what that like. Back when people said they couldn't understand what Future was saying, I totally knew every word he was saying. Same thing with Young Thug. You have to be able to speak the language to decode what's going on in there. Factual. Same thing with Lil Baby. Like, people, you either got to know how to decode the, decode the language or they have to start changing up how they give it to you. Same thing He's with same thing with Baby. Right. <laughs> now, Baby could rap his ass off. It's just... They started to put the the jacket on him that he only had one speed or had one sound. Right. Again, he was also a one trick pony. It was the exact same scenario as as Lil Baby. Facts. But the more songs you get, the more repetition. Like Lil Baby has a, astonishingly improved as an artist. Uh, he, he's he's a better rapper now than he was two years ago. Same thing. Is, I kind of want to apply the same thing for a lot of the talent, especially we see on AEW, because you see a lot of people that are like. You know, six months out of out of wrestling school type situations like they like, are like Shotty Lee Johnson. Shouts out to him, who's now all elite, Mister One in Twenty Nine himself. <laughs> like people, how, like how that, that was. Like, how did I have no go anyway? I, I, that's another. I, uh, I don't even want to waste time talking about like that scenario, but yeah. But like, how do you? The thing with that with those with those people, they're gonna improve. Is just when you're investing your time to watch a nationally televised and syndicated show you don't necessarily want to wait on somebody to get good you feel like they should be good already if, if by the time they're on my premium paid tv screen with 4k hd quality with 8k intro i need you to to have all the bugs worked out of your matrix it's just it's crazy it's just like same thing with the rappers and the wrestlers period you feel like if if you're gonna shove this person into my ear hole or through my eye sockets either on television or via radio or how whatever medium you're using to keep pushing this they should be polished enough to be considered professional and a lot <laughs> of times especially now that's not what we get man it's I, you can't get any better than that um let's go real quick into let's see here nxt from last night um uh, well, <laughs> before before we go too deep into this because we we gotta do uh we gotta do some predictions real quick too uh before the show is over 
Is there anything that that stuck out about uh, AEW last night that you want to that you want to mention? Shouts out to Lance Archer too for for not killing John Moxley while they were a tag team. <laughs> I like that. Fantastic. I really I was I was watching AEW and I felt like man they really do need to set up a, a title match for for um, Revolution. I feel like had had Lance uh, had Lance beaten Kenny Omega last night that would have been a perfect setup. Lance is going to get his this year. Uh, what title he's going to get, I don't know. But I, I have, outside of him being a pencil pusher, the the professional in me says that, all, all BS aside, Lance gets something worthwhile this year. Because I, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't necessarily had need him to win the championship, even though it would be a good look. But him beating Kenny sets up like, oh, wait a minute, this is the challenger. He's bigger, stronger. He he's been to Japan. He's been here. He's got someone in his corner to kind of offset Don Callis. It would make for a decent, compelling main event. And then, of course, you're going to have the interference that ends up costing Lance because no one's going to believe that Kenny could beat Lance one-on-one with no outside interference. There, There's a lot of Easter eggs, too, because I saw it was either last week or week. I think it was the week before last. Um, he had on his uh, Suzuki gun um, fit, which is the faction he was with in uh, in Japan. Um, if that's the case, that means we're probably going to get Davy Boy Smith Jr. sooner than we realize. Sooner, sooner than we realize, but but definitely not as soon as we would hope. I mean, I would uh, hope so. But the the thing you were alluding to about what I saw on, on Dynamite last night, in comparison to um, Nia Jax's situation on Raw about things being, you're not sure if it's scripted or unscripted, but it made for really great TV one way or the other. Such good shit. <laughs> right. So, Mr. 1 in 29 himself does his post-match uh, interview after, you know, losing 29 weeks straight or 29 straight matches, however many weeks it took you to do it. And then you score the pinfall on the ex-librarian who is now like uh, Rick Rude Jr. It's like, oh, no, ravishing Rick Venus Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and you go to do your post. It, first of all, blew so many cues. Because Arn is standing in the middle of the ring when it first goes off. He says, look at me. He literally stood there with one finger in his face said, look at me. The first thing he does is drop his head and look off to the left. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you're blowing it. He's trying to put you over. So then they go out the whole, well, part of the Nightmare Family. That's the other running joke. There's like 700 members of the Nightmare Family. Cody should never get jumped another day in his life. They're the new NWO. <laughs> no, they're past the NWO. They're like a whole separate wrestling entity. Like this is their whole their whole promotion. <laughs> it's a whole promotion on their own. Like Nightmare Family Championship Wrestling is soon to debut on YouTube. But they're standing there. They're doing a the post match, and um, and Lee starts thanking Dustin and thank Cody and hell even Brandy. Standing directly behind him is QT Marshall or Marshall. His face goes from, yeah, good job to, bitch, I was the one training your one in 29. Hey, mother. Like he named, <laughs> go back and watch it. Like, he named off all the people that were helping him. And it was, it was literally everyone who was standing there. It was, it was, you know, Arn and Dustin and Cody and hell, even Brandy. Like, I thought he was going to say hell, even QT, but he said Brandy and QT face just went. Yeah, yeah, he he looked like he was sucking on sour grapes, rightfully so. He had P A F N face. 
Oh, pay all finances now, cuz. Yeah, for real. Like, look, you can't owe me no more. Pay all finances now. <laughs> but that's what he looked like. And it was like, oh, this is good. Like, either either this is scripted, which uh, is too good of an acting job for it to be scripted. Either this is scripted and they're going to move forward with this. Or this was not scripted and you got real life reaction in real time which is better than anything else I saw. Speaking of real life, uh, coming out of that, if we found out after AEW Dynamite that Cody Rose had a slight tear of his rotator cuff in that match, which may have led to the finish that we saw, because the finish, it didn't look complete, but I mean, the match ended, so there's your finish. Uh, you gotta keep you gotta keep these hot this high level talent from out here working with amateurs. Yeah, man. And uh, so like Ho- Hove ain't doing verses with never mind. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> like just for real. Like Buster Rhymes ain't giving features to <laughs> uh, come on man. <laughs> you, you you know what I'm saying though. Like, come on, bro. Like you gotta up your game before I can up your game. Take care of your franchise before you lose your franchise. That's and it's hard to believe. There's oh, there's been some cool, some really cool videos popping up too. I saw a video of uh, uh, Cody talking about his time at the Royal, the Royal Rumble, his first Royal Rumble when he had interaction with the Undertaker. Um, yeah, was, that was that was super cool. There was another one with Paul Heyman. Um, that was dope too. All all of those little like. I guess one night stands or uh, monologue videos were with the crowd. Those videos, man, that keep keep those coming and like just here and there. Just sprinkle them in. Don't don't put them all on YouTube at the same time. I don't want to get burnt out. Just give me just a little bit to make me go find the whole thing and watch it when I can. Um, oh, now there was one instant. There was one incident from uh, AEW Dynamite last night that was like in the poorest of taste. Oh, maybe so. And because I watched the whole show, so it might have been one of those with those moments where I just missed that one thing. Okay, did you see Darby Allen get uh, dragged through the parking lot? Yeah, yeah. So uh, now look, the, the, we're, I'm, I, I, we're I'm, not gonna make this that type of episode because we still have our, you know, we still gotta have our uh, the, the, our black again before the, the end of the, the year, the, the blackest, before the end of the month, the blackest thing you ever seen in your life. Yeah, we got <laughs> We gotta have all hands on deck for that. However, it, it's tone. It's a little tone deaf, considering what time of year it is. And for those of you who are like, "Oh, there's nothing wrong with that," I just want you to take a second, Google James Bird, and then slap yourself. Yeah, please, Google James Bird, then rewatch that and think about what day it happened. Not not the day of the James Bird situation, but. The day of, the day, of, day the of what month? Yeah, that you're watching this on AEW. Like that's, you could have found a hundred other things to do with Darby in a body bag. They've done that like ninety different times. I mean, Dar- the Darby, point is Darby, to be a little played out. Yeah, Darby's sleeping bag is a body bag. So, you know what I'm saying? Like that. At that, we come to that point. Like anytime you see a body bag, up oh, Darby's gonna get thrown into something, or he's gonna come out of the body bag, one or the other. But to see him tied from the back of a truck yes this one was an suv not a pickup truck that would have been a whole nother level because i'm, cause I'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you the first thing i thought about when i saw the, the body bag was um what was typical darby i saw the rope and i'm like 
Oh, this is uh, Worldwide Wrestling, 1984, uh, Horseman, Dusty Rhodes, and then the dragging through a parking lot in an SUV, and I'm like, nah, bro. Like, I immediately was, I, I checked out uh, when when I saw that. And then you had Sting, of all people, like, like, I, I don't, it was, it was hot garbage. It was, it was the definition of hot garbage, and I'm pretty sure whoever produced that or whoever said that that would be a cool idea or it'd be a cool visual wasn't thinking about that at the time because if you don't look like us that probably wasn't resonate with you the same way who's who's clearing this shit like everybody's clearing their own shit at this point they just they tell tony what they're gonna do and then how many cameras we need and then that's it okay go film it yeah somebody's got to be in charge fam because like yeah and there was even a little bit more thought put involved in that because Darby wasn't in that bag. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that just to be, you know, a kayfabe killer, but Darby wasn't in that bag. So I mean, camera uh, cuts are real and all of that kind of stuff, but, but still, like, but who? So who went out of their way to 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 make this mass of a body to put inside this body bag? You know what I'm saying? Like, so like there were things that there was thought processes that went involved to this whole that whole uh, shoot last night. So. Agreed, and that goes right back to what I was saying. Like, if you don't look like us, that might have never resonated with you. Like, okay, so who, so who, so who is us? Well, you got, um, um, wow. Well, I just thought about uh, that. Will Will Hobbs is involved in that segment. Then there's that, and then <laughs> Will Hobbs being involved in that segment would be the the get out of jail free card, I guess. For for them, yes. For for the company, right. That that's a that's that's low hanging fruit. Pause. Well, it not, is. Not, not even pause, but uh, in poor taste, I say that's low hanging fruit for this scenario. Absolutely, it's just it's not. Um, it's just uh, it's, it's it's cringe. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll get something better out of it next week. Hopefully, um, hopefully they leave it where I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't hold my breath. I I just want them to just forget. That. I don't even want to see a replay of that nonsense. Like you, you're you're one or two people, one or two different people involved in that scenario from being like a complete clusterfuck. Yeah. But, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get yeah, get in, get in there. <laughs> All right. So, so real quick, let's see if we can run over these. Um, eight, I mean, uh, yeah, um, NXT winners from last night. Um, All right. What's 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 my man's name? Um, he Cameron Grimes is a fool, by the way. <laughs> he's, Cameron he's, Grimes. He's a, he's a whole fool. Uh, MSK is heading to the Dusty Finals, Dusty Classic Finals after beating uh, uh, Legado del Fantasma. Um, Zia Lee is uh, she she's on a trajectory to get a women's championship match here real soon. Um, Let's see here. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon are going to the Dusty Cup Finals. Uh, Kashida's still out here. Kashida. And let's see here. Oh. <laughs> uh, I like I like that. I just saw something. The Southern Million Dollar Man, <laughs> Cameron Grimes. I like that. <laughs> wow. Grizzle Young Vets um, defeated Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa, so that they're going to be taking on MSK for the Dusty Cup Finals. I don't even understand how Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa lost, but I mean, I just, I just, 
I hope they stay a team and don't try to go back into feuding again because the feud fizzled out. Even though it, on paper that seemed to be the feud of that could last a couple years, but I mean, just they're basically redoing DIY all over again if they do this. Um, so as, uh, as, I don't as, think they know what they're doing. To be perfectly honest, does, with you. does anybody know what they're doing? Nah. <laughs> All right, so nah, and, I, and I hate to, I hate to be so you know um, passive critical of the product, <laughs> but yeah, passive is like eh. it doesn't it really doesn't it seems like we've lost a way. So here is uh, the cool thing that we get out of uh, this coming with all this bad weather that we have and all this nonsense is going on the cool thing is we, is that on Valentine's Day we get Vengeance Day WWE NXT Vengeance Day which can only mean one thing hey hey you know who ain't gonna win you know who ain't gonna win you know who ain't gonna win you say that bitch again I know who ain't gonna win you know who ain't gonna win you know who ain't gonna win we say that bitch again one two two three get your tail tell that one one two two three get the fuck on one one two two three get your tail tell that one one two two three get the fuck on hey 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 that's right it's time for this is our first episode of you know you know who ain't gonna win for twenty twenty one, isn't it? This is factual because we didn't do one for the Royal Rumble. Nah, nah, we had a tournament for the Royal Rumble, so yeah, outstanding. Yeah, this is overdue. Outstanding. Yeah, so let's run through these real quick. It's, it, you know, it's NXT pay per view, so it's not going to be a lot of matches. Uh, for the women's Dusty Cup Finals, we have Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon. Suave, tell me who ain't gonna win. Uh, um, Shotzi and Ember. That's actually my pick. I don't. I don't think they're gonna win. <laughs> I'm. I'm just trying to figure out. I'm like, okay, out of all everybody involved, who who's who's better served by winning and it's it's Raquel Gonzalez so by default yeah because I, I don't about see to say, them pushing anybody else I was just about then, to say the best the best thing on this on this match is Raquel Gonzalez right and then her uh Raquel and Dakota Kai kind of have the the female Diesel and Shawn Michaels vibe yeah because there's so much of a size discrepancy you could probably run with that but I don't I don't see NXT having any major plans for Ember or Shotzi at this point all right so on the men's side we have the newly monikered MSK Wes Lee and Nash Carter versus the Grizzled Young Veterans uh from NXT UK James Drake Zach Gibson Swaft, tell me who ain't gonna win. Um, grizzled young veterans. I hate to say it, man. They deserve to win it, but you can't bring in MSK this fast and let them skyrocket to the top of a of a tournament. That's exactly my point. You have a brand new debuting tag team, free agents that you went out to sign. You didn't make them go through a whole lot of uh, rigmarole at the Performance Center. They went right to debuting on NXT. Grizzle Young Veterans are, gonna, are the better tag team. They're going to be the better back tag team, but they also have the option of going back to U- NXT UK. And, so and MSK is going to be around anything. for quite some time. Facts. Uh, 
for the NXT Women's Championship, we have a triple threat match. Your first NXT UK Women's Champion, Tony Storm versus Mercedes Martinez versus your champion, Io Shirai. Suave, tell them who ain't going to win. Io Shirai. <laughs> That's the easy way of saying that she's gonna be. There's gonna be a new champ here. <laughs> you, you, you feel me? I was gonna say anybody not named Mercedes Martinez. I think the uh, I think Martinez and Gonzalez actually you know walk away with gold uh, this night. So yeah, Tony Storm doesn't need it. Io Shirai could lose, could stand to lose it and still be strong. Actually, matter of fact, she she doesn't even have to be involved in the decision to still look strong. I think Mercedes Martinez wins this one. You know, um, I, I kind of feel like they they will put it on Tony Storm because of how she looks. Um, the chase. I think the chase. This is old school booking here. I think the chase is going to be the money's going to be in the chase with Tony Storm. I mean, but Tony Storm's not a, not a face right now. So I here, here's the way I look at it. Everything, regardless of how big or how small, within WWE is moving towards this shift to Peacock, which means if. NXT is going to move to Thursdays at any point or even have a more prominent position on Peacock, you want the you want the champions to look a certain way. Yeah, okay. So of the three people involved in that match, which one looks better on a graphic inside of an app? Tony Storm definitely has that appearance. That's for sure. So, that's all I'm saying. That's, that's all I'm saying. I, I don't mean to put nobody in no type of box. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. So, all right. So, here we go with the North American title match. The NXT North American North, title. North, raise your thumbs up. North. <laughs> you sold on the North. Uh, shout, out, shout out to Project Pat. You know what I'm saying? Kushida versus uh, your champion, Johnny Gargano. Who ain't going to uh, win? Kushida. I agree. Kushida ain't going to win. Johnny Gargano right now is a high-level chicken shit. And I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I cannot stand this whole way thing but I mean they're rolling with it so it's so they're, bad they're it's fully great. invested in, in Johnny Gargano's heel turn so cool yeah it's, it's so bad it's great and it, I'm cool with it man he is the ultimate chicken shit and I'm here for it um, also fi- your final match Pete Dunne for the NXT, NXT uh, men's championship NXT title match Pete Dunne is a challenger your champion Finn Balor who ain't gonna win Pete Dunn. <laughs> the timing couldn't be worse for Pete Dunn. Does Pete Dunn deserve to win it? You bet your ass he does. Pete Dunn is the man. And He's gonna have an incredible match, but yeah. That this is Finn Balor has been hurt two of the last three championship matches that he's had, and two of those matches came at the hands of Kyle O'Reilly. You um, don't have a you don't have a better option at champion on that entire roster. And Pete Dunn, I'm telling you, like the one thing hurting Pete Dunne in my opinion is being part of that faction if um, if he if he talked more and wasn't the enforcer of a faction that was headed off by Pat Pat McAfee um, be, and, and also the timing of it too we're, we're, we're at the peak of Wrestlemania season and Finn Balor is going to be on the Wrestlemania card you can bet your ass we can, we're going to see Finn Balor on the Wrestlemania card this year it's it's just the fact that that Edge has that looming, looming cash in of the Royal Rumble number one contendership that the champion that he potentially could face has to look has to measure up to a certain standard. Finn Balor is that guy. I don't think there's another person on that roster that would give Edge a better potential match. So for that reason, 
at least for right now, Finn Balor's still going to be champion. Maybe other than Adam Cole and he's not involved in this. I'm going to tell you one person who I would love to see Pete Dunne go up against in a uh, in, in a match just for bragging rights at WrestleMania simply because of how good I think this match is going to be on Sunday. This match might be a match of the year candidate in my opinion, but if we could, if we could see Pete Dunne in any match in WrestleMania, it would be against Daniel Bryan in my opinion. I would absolutely love to see that at some point. I, I think um, I think wrestling fans would love to see that because that'd be the closest thing you get to a wrestling match on WrestleMania card this year. But who, who's to say that we actually even get that? Well, that's me wishful thinking. Um, what else you got, Suave? Because I, I think we just landed this plane. Uh, I can't really think of anything to be perfectly honest. I um. Yeah, we didn't go into this with much of a game plan. We're just kind of flying, flying by the seat of our pants. Um, yeah, that I think that's about it. Because anything else I say is probably going to be inflammatory. <laughs> we don't need no fines, bitch. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, like I've seen other stuff to, to speak on, but like it ain't really, you know, it's not really worth speaking on in public like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep our ducks in the road. We'll keep everything uh, focused and ready for the blackest show you ever seen in your life. And we got more tournaments coming here too. So two more episodes for this month coming up, um, and then see, the mania season is upon us, man. Just be be prepared for more tournaments, man. We got you. You think your tournament game is on is on point? Nah, we got some new shit for you, fella. <laughs> Y'all stay tuned. It's the Broken Pistol Book Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show Infused with Hip Hop Suave. Yeah, take him to the house. Pencil pushers, heads up, pencils down. We still the worst. This is the absolute worst podcast ever. Just the Broken Pencil Booking Company, a pro wrestling podcast infused with hip hop. Available on all streaming platforms, including thebeastradio.com. So that's 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 the show. Oh snap! What you you just you just found something, didn't you? Yeah, uh, your boy Kenny King uh, resigned with uh, Ring of Honor. Mr. Mr. Male Stripper? Look, I I don't know what he's doing in spare time. I just know him from wrestling. (laughs) Mr. BDC? BDC, yo! (laughs) No, no, I'm not not in that at all. Um, Your boy. Uh, uh, Hey, Ray! What up? Now you can say what up. What up? What up? (laughs) That's my buddy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Been waiting all day to say that. <laughs> see, she should clo- she should close us out. Alright, let's see if we can get you to close out. Come here. Say <laughs> 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 pencil pushes. Pencil pushes. Heads up. Heads up. Pencils down. Pencils down. <laughs> she did it better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean she comes from good stock, bro. Facts. <laughs>